As Americans go to the polls across the country, they'll be voting on more than the presidency. They'll decide a number of ballot questions, from ranked choice voting in Massachusetts to legalizing recreational marijuana in Arizona to choosing a new state flag in Mississippi. And in California, people are voting on whether gig workers, like Uber drivers and DoorDash delivery workers, should receive benefits and protections like other employees. There's a lot at stake here. It is the most expensive ballot measure in the history of California. Companies have spent nearly $200 million to keep the gig economy as it is. So Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and others don't want to reclassify their drivers as employees. If the companies lose, they say there could be massive job losses. It would upend the business model of these companies that today rely heavily on freelance workers. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Monday, November 2nd. Coming up on the show, the gig economy faces its biggest test yet in California and what it could mean for workers and customers everywhere. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers. Removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com AI for people. Tuesday's ballot initiative is a response to a law passed last year in the California state legislature. California lawmakers wanted the companies to offer these workers basic protections like, say, paid sick days or unemployment assistance or a minimum wage. Our colleague Pritika Rana covers the gig economy. She says that law intended to reclassify more than a million freelance workers at companies like Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. So the argument was, you guys have blossomed into multi-billion dollar companies on the back of a workforce that you essentially don't give the same protections to that employees at other big companies would receive. Many drivers and unions were in favor of the law, and they said that providing more benefits to gig workers was long overdue. You might have heard a lot of honking at the Capitol today, and here's why. Uber and Lyft drivers were rallying in support of a bill that would make them employees instead of contractors. Everybody should be able to have benefits and um, be able to be part of the system. The only thing that can force a company like Uber to comply and actually treat us better is by the law. The law said if workers perform a role that's essential to a company's business, then those workers are employees and should get benefits. So the lawmakers were saying these workers are engaged in their usual course of business. For rideshare companies, driving. For food delivery companies, deliveries. They control which routes the drivers drive, where they drive, 
They control how they're paid. So, of course, the law applies to rideshare and food delivery companies. But the companies balked. They came out and said, the employee reclassification doesn't apply to us at all. So even though California lawmakers passed this law with the intention of making gig economy companies provide benefits and protections to their workers, the companies said it didn't apply to them and didn't comply. What was their reasoning for saying the law didn't apply to them? The argument that the companies made was that we are tech companies. We're not transportation companies. So our core business is technology. We're not a taxi company. So drivers aren't core to our business. But California didn't buy that argument. California went to the courts in May and served them with a lawsuit. And they said, Uber and Lyft, you guys are in violation of the law and you need to comply. The companies fought the lawsuit, but they lost at every stage. Now there's only one option left to avoid complying with the law. The last option, it's like life and death option for the companies, is now a ballot measure that they uh, combine forces on asking that voters exempt them from this law. This is the question before Californians. If they vote yes, Uber drivers and other gig workers will keep their current status as freelancers. If they vote no, the companies will have to comply with the law and provide full benefits to their workers. Ballot initiatives go straight to the voters, and what voters decide is final. It would override the lawsuits and the lawmakers. So Uber and the other companies are spending historic amounts of money on the ballot initiative. This initiative dwarfs all the other initiatives that have come before it. The companies have raised close to $200 million to convince voters to vote in their favor. And what does that feel like right now for Californians to have so much money spent on this ballot initiative? It is madness, Kate. As someone who lives in San Francisco, I receive maybe half a dozen messages every single day. Companies are blasting ads. Proposition 22 will protect drivers' ability to work as independent contractors. Vote yes on Prop 22 to help create a better path forward for drivers. It is just all over us, all around us. There are a dozen ballot measures in California right now. And all that I can hear about and all that I see are ads for this one. Companies are fighting so hard because of what they say could happen to their businesses if they lose. Coming up after the break, what's at stake for the companies in California and beyond? This episode is brought to you by Canva. It's time to ditch your old presentation programs at work and try Canva presentations instead. It'll help you create stunning slides in no time. No design experience needed. Just start with one of the designer-made templates or generate something in seconds with AI. Then polish it up and get ready to wow your audience. It's that easy. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Design for work. 
Tap the banner to learn more. This episode is brought to you by C3 AI. C3 Generative AI enables rapid access to secure, traceable, hallucination-free insights from enterprise systems, all while using any LLM, helping enterprises turn the invisible into the obvious. Learn more at c3.ai. Get free access to WSJ.com on November 3rd. As Election Day unfolds, get trusted facts from The Wall Street Journal. Find answers to questions like, is that a swing state? What does it change? And has he won? Don't miss your chance to get WSJ.com's Trusted Facts free on November 3rd. The gig economy companies say Tuesday's vote is a fight they must win because of how much it could cost them to reclassify drivers as employees. Analysts have said such reclassification could cost Uber $400 million a year, and it could cost Lyft $150 million a year. The companies say that to offset these added costs, they'll have to raise prices. A lot. Uber has been blasting consumers with push notifications and messaging, saying that fares could rise anywhere between 20% to 100%. Uber CEO Dara Khosrowshahi reiterated this at the Wall Street Journal's Tech Live conference. Our expectation is that prices are going to go up significantly. Price increases will be in the 20, 30, 40 percent range. And in certain smaller cities, price increases would be uh, 70, 80, 100 percent. In some places, Uber might stop operating altogether. He said the size and scale of our business is a question mark going forward. And it's possible that in some areas you have no service at all or very spotty service. What I'm being told from my sources at Uber is that internally, Uber has discussed operating in just three areas in California if the ballot measure fails. And those areas are the San Francisco Bay Area, Los Angeles, and San Diego. Even with less service and higher fares, Uber says it would still need to cut tens of thousands of drivers. If the law stands, the way that the companies put it is that they will be able to hire just a fraction of their existing drivers. Uber has more than 200,000 drivers in California right now. The messaging that they're pushing to drivers is that we will only be able to hire three out of every 10 drivers that we have right now. So they're telling drivers, you could potentially be out of a job. And Uber says drivers would lose one of the defining features of gig work, flexibility. The companies are aggressively campaigning on the back of flexibility. For this to make sense for the companies, they would need a limited pool of drivers who drive more hours, not more drivers who drive less hours. So it would be fundamentally different to what the relationship is now, where as a driver, you can literally turn on your app whenever you want to work, work for however long you want to work for, and if you want, also work for Lyft, which is a competitor of Uber's. The companies say, why should we give employee-like benefits to someone who works for us just a few hours a week? 
Although, Pratika says it's important to remember... The law says nothing about flexibility. If you speak to the lawmakers who were behind it, they say the companies are free to work out a model where flexibility and benefits go hand in hand. Drivers are split on how they feel about this. For some, driving for Uber is basically a full-time job. Many of those people want the benefits that come with full-time work. But there's another camp of drivers. So many drivers say, hey, I'm a part-time worker. This is my side hustle. I don't do this full-time. I don't want to be an employee. I don't want to work pre-scheduled shifts. So that's what's going on here. Like the companies are campaigning so aggressively on that messaging, and that's resonating with drivers. The outcome of the vote matters because California is one of their biggest markets. About 10% of Uber rides came from California before the pandemic. For Lyft, around 16% of its business came from the state in the most recent quarter. It would add up to a big change for California. But it's also in Uber's interest to make customers feel like they're going to lose a lot if they don't vote in favor of their ballot measure. If these companies are successful in getting the ballot measure through, what does it say about their political power? If they are successful, it's going to be a huge defeat for the state of California. It'll be a big blow to them. It tells us that they've already cultivated such a big, loyal consumer base that is dependent on rideshare, that has become dependent even more so on food delivery during the pandemic. You know, they have an advantage. They can blast push notifications to us. They can send us text messages because they have all our data. The opposition doesn't. And as someone who uses rideshare, as someone who orders food at the touch of an app, if you tell me, hey, you're not going to have this tomorrow or prices are going to double, that affects me as an average consumer. Uber and Lyft as companies have yet to become profitable. And the pandemic has been a big weight on them. If this ballot initiative fails, what could this law mean for the future of these companies? Will these companies ever be profitable? I think that's the question that everyone's asking if such a reclassification were to happen. They're struggling to turn a profit even without giving out broad benefits to the drivers that work for them now. What happens when they're forced to do that not just in California, but potentially other U.S. states and around the world. So they're in a very, very tough spot. To help the ballot initiative succeed, the companies have said they'll make some concessions. The companies, in a way, have been forced to offer new benefits to drivers. Those benefits are health insurance for drivers who work 15 hours or more a week. It also includes reimbursing drivers for gas and other costs. Critics say if you look at what the companies are promising, that of course falls short compared with the benefits that full-time employees would be entitled to. And the issue of how to regulate the gig economy won't end after the votes are tallied in California. Within the company, there is anxiety that's setting in. What happens then? If we lose in California our home market, that's going to set a precedent for other U.S. states. 
There are other states that have threatened similar lawsuits or similar action. Massachusetts in July sued Uber and Lyft over a similar reclassification dispute. So this is already playing out in other U.S. states. And the way California goes is the way that the rest of the world would go. That's all for today, Monday, November 2nd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow on Election Day. And don't forget to vote.